0: This podcast is brought to you by GoDaddy.com. Enter Hitched749, all one word, to get your .com domain at $7.49. Again, Hitched749 to get your next .com domain for $7.49 at GoDaddy.com. You really want to
1: know what love is?
0: Yeah. Yes. Tell
1: us. More than anything in the world, Ron. Well... It's really quite simple. When you're married, you'll understand the importance of fresh produce. Shut up. Just shut up. You had me at hello.
0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I'm joined once again with Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noel. Hi, Steve. So, we are going to talk today about getting close again. And this is something we don't talk about very often uh, how you can get close again. Um, but, you know, it's a situation that's common. Uh, maybe the kids are off doing their own thing and you have more time together as a couple. Uh, and I know, particularly, this is probably something I, we do have some boomers that listen to us. So, uh, you know, there's that whole empty nest thing going on. Um, You know, maybe there's a work project, but you know, if you're younger, so you know, you run into this too, where there might be a work project that ate up a lot of time, um, or excuse me, there might have been a health crisis that has uh, kept you guys apart for a little while. Um, So, we're going to talk about how you can turn your energies back to your spouse uh, so you can feel close again. Um, So, does this mean that your marriage? if, if, if you have these big gaps apart that you're not close anymore, does this mean that your marriage is in trouble, um, that that you're going down this path of being over?
1: No, no. Um, in all likelihood, it doesn't. But, but what it does mean is um, that, that you're not out of love, Steve, because love is a very enduring thing. But it's more likely that you're out of bonding. In other words, the feelings that we have for each other, well, that's one thing. But the actual connection between spouses, that goes beyond feeling, and that's what can weaken when we've led separate lives, for whatever, for whatever reason, you know, for some time. And you'll, you'll hear it. You know, people will say, gee, I, I, of course I love him, but I, I don't feel that close to him anymore. You know, that, it's that kind of thing, where, where you find yourself going, well, of course I love him, or of course I love her, but gosh, you know, there's something that was there before, and I don't know what it, what it was. but And and people will ascribe all sorts of excuses to it. Well, that's just what happens, or what do you expect, and which totally irritates me. It's like, no, 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 no. No, no, you can have an, an incredibly wonderful closeness, but it, it's going to take a little work. And the, the bond that I speak of is something that psychologists have, have given this really interesting little name too it's called accresive bond
0: okay and what it
1: is it's a bond between loving partners that comes about through a process of gradual
0: spontaneous development and that's what weakens hmm okay yeah and and it it's it's like you don't plan on getting close when you first get together it just it just sort of happens over time exactly and Steve we don't even notice how it happens It's fascinating.
1: People will say things like, you know, well, then then all of a sudden I I just knew he was the one. Or just, you know, we we just suddenly felt so close. And when you ask them, okay, so how did that occur? They're going, well, uh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) know? And they're right. They don't know because it is a gradual, um, spontaneous development. So, short form, you've been apart for whatever reason, okay? One of you had a work project halfway across the country, and and, sure, you, you kept in touch you know, through cyberspace as best you could, but you weren't together-together for some time or, you know, the, the kids are gone or whatever it is, whatever that gap is, well, now you actually have to create the conditions to make it easy for a
0: creative bond,
1: in other words, for that very specific kind of bond to develop.
0: Okay. So, it, so I mean, is is this a complicated thing that people should be, you know, should think about?
1: Well... They should think about it, but it's not really that complicated. And it's kind of a series of steps, okay? And they're real real easy to do. It's just you have to actually think of them. And the first, Steve, would be to really listen to your spouse, to tune in to him. For example, ask him about his day. Okay, that's simple enough. Most of us will do that. But then actually really listen. Because, you see, when you were off doing whatever it was or when you were stopped by some health crisis or whatever it was, you probably haven't been really listening because you were so filled with whatever was preoccupying you. So what you want to start to notice is, what is he talking about? What what is his mind on from day to day? And the follow-through on that Steve, is, comment on it. Throw in, you know, uh, oh, that's interesting, or gee, I didn't know that, or when did all that happen, or whatever it is. And remember what he says from day to day. Because people forget, part of really listening is remembering what's gone in your ear, you know, and not (laughs) let it just fly out the other ear. (laughs) (laughs) Because in that space before, when you were preoccupied with the job, the health, the kids, the whatever, an awful lot of what your spouse says to you literally just flies right out the moment it's been spoken so when you're when you're wanting to set up the conditions that will recreate that that really wonderful closeness between you you listen and you remember and you kind of comment on it from one day to the next it's simple things it's like oh gee you know you were telling me about your encounter with so-and-so or your business deal with so-and-so or whatever um what happened next or where's that at just very, very simple thing. And you can then, naturally, rejoice with him on stuff that's been good or happened or cry over stuff that isn't there yet or whatever it is. But do you see how that's starting to set up the conditions for connecting?
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, you're reengaging on a communication level. Uh, Exactly. I get get that. Uh, So then what's the next step after you do that?
1: Well, the next step is find something new to share together. And quite frankly, that's why I think Hitchmag is a wealth of ideas because what you're looking for is some new activity, some interest, some hobby that you can share together or join your spouse in some interest of his or hers that you've not been involved. So the things that psychologists have found is the easiest, quickest way to establish a creative bond is through shared experience. And I know it's tacky as all get out, but <laughs> if you watch a lot of Survivor, you realize those people are bonding. Why? Because they're sharing experience. It doesn't matter what walk of life they come from, what age they are, what ethnicity, blah, blah, blah. They do bond, and it's because of this. They're sharing experience. Well, with your spouse, it doesn't really matter what the experience is. It could be taking cooking classes together, which are an awful lot of fun. It could be going on nature walks together. It could be taking a bridge together. It could be... Roaming through used bookstores, it, the the ones that still exist, yeah. and, and finding old favorites, maybe that you can read to each other.
0: This act, it's, this past weekend, uh, my wife and I did just that. We went through, and, and it's funny you say it, the ones that still exist because we were rummaging through a Borders that's clo- closing because oh of their bankruptcy filing, yeah. and we, you know, we bonded through someone else's misery.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but you also bonded through your your joy, if you will, at sharing yeah. this sort of rummaging through books. And, and I, I I can imagine the conversation, Steve, which is, oh, hey, Jess, did you see this? And she goes, oh, look at this one.
0: Yeah, it,
1: It's that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, it's funny because just last night I was talking with a couple, and they had both um, retired at exactly the same moment in time. And the gal was telling me, oh, boy, was it rough. <laughs> but what they bonded through was they decided to go help with rescuing Mustang horses. Wow. So they go to this ranch that, that, where these horses are brought to, and they help pitch hay and, you know, feed them and do all that, and pet them and whatever one does uh, with rescue horses. And they found that, that that shared experience. Now, notice they were hardly talking to each other. Yeah. They, they were real busy doing horse stuff. And yet... Just the sharing of that, the being in the presence of each other while they're doing that, and then obviously talking about it afterwards, and so forth, really brought them back together. Who would have thunk it? These yeah. are two school teachers. who <laughs> <laughs> took an early retirement. I mean, you know, who would have thunk it? Certainly not
0: them. Yeah, and that's the but thing that's, too is when you're when you're doing an activity like that, it's it sparks that conversation afterward, and you you have those exactly. shared uh, memories and thoughts and, and conversations that you can engage in later on.
1: Exactly. And where people sometimes fall short with this is they think, oh, okay, that's a good idea, we'll share this activity. So they pick something, I don't know what, uh, they are going to learn the tango together. But then they go to three classes and one of them doesn't like it and and so they stop and that's it. In other words, they don't say, well, okay, well, that didn't work for us, so let's try cooking class or let's try, you know, whatever it is, book club. Um, it has to be something that you share on a fairly consistent basis for a decent period of
0: time but it doesn't have would, to be the i mean it doesn't have to be the same thing though no, i mean and i think that was what you were getting at with the tango right. classes if the tango classes doesn't don't work you know you just continue to be adventurous and do, try exactly. something new you don't you both exactly. don't have to be master chefs at the end no. of 20 years <laughs> to say that you've bonded
1: Absolutely not, no. It's that, as a matter of fact, if anything, it's the fun. If something doesn't work out, one of you doesn't like it, instead of forcing yourself to do something you don't want, because that's going to have the opposite impact, is having the fun of saying, well, been there, done that. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. where's the T-shirt and on to the next? (laughs) Yeah. You know, and just boogie forward. Because what's interesting is that, Deliberately, what you're doing, Steve, is between the listening, so the communicate portion, and the shared experience portion, you're setting up conditions that will lead to the gradual, spontaneous development of the bond. You, you can't come at it square on, head on. Mm-hmm. You, you can't say, we're going to bond. That doesn't work. But you can absolutely set up the conditions that lead to a spontaneous bonding and so, it is quite delicious.
0: So you're so you're creating a deliberate process that leads to this spontaneous rekindling of the closeness between you and your spouse. Absolutely,
1: and you know what, Steve? When you think about it, we've we've just had Valentine's Day, right? Yeah. It's really no different than when you buy the flowers, make the reservation, put on her, you know, the, the cologne you know she really likes, and and go out together. You are setting the conditions
0: for a lovely evening. And this is, yeah. And this is, this is one of those things you hear a lot about in sports where it's, we've done the preparation. We, we, we knew we just had to execute, you know, we, we've, we've put in the time, we put in the effort, we put ourselves in a situation to succeed. And I Mm -hmm. think that's what we're talking about. Getting out on the weekends or the weekdays or mixing it up or trying new things, putting your marriage in a position to succeed.
1: That is an excellent way of stating it and of summing it up, is putting your marriage in a situation to succeed, and there is nothing more rewarding than when we do
0: that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think we are about to help people get a lot closer, and if they need more ideas, as you mentioned earlier on, and I thank you for it, uh, Hitched has lots of ideas. Um, Mm -hmm. In the sex channel, there is a sub-navigation called Date Nights, and we have lots of ideas there, or you could just do a search. Uh, we have uh, thousands of articles um, and podcasts and other things that uh, can help out. And if you want, you can just post a, a question on, on Twitter or Facebook or the Married Life Network, any of those things, and we'll try to respond uh, as quickly as possible or engage some of the other readers that might have some ideas. So uh, please use all the resources you can to, to help spark ideas if you're, if you're looking for some. Um, and on that note, Noel, uh, we will wrap this episode up. So, thank you so much for your time. It is always my pleasure. You guys, um, as you, I'm sure you know by now, are listening to Dr. Noel Nelson, who is a relationship expert, popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, and is the author of nine best-selling books. Her two most recent are "Your Man Is Wonderful" and "Dangerous Relationships." Uh, Noelle focuses on how we can all enjoy happy fulfilling lives while accomplishing great things in love at home and at work as we appreciate ourselves and our world and all others you can get more information about Noelle at her website drnoellenelson.com you can also read her blog at yourmaniswonderful.com slash blog you can find um, all this information on Hitched uh, under the experts link uh, from the homepage, and uh, you can also find Noelle in the directory, and uh, also all the past podcasts we've done uh, on the podcast tab or through iTunes or the Zoom Marketplace. So uh, I hope you follow her, and uh, oh, she's also on Twitter, at Dr. Noel Nelson, and I am on Twitter too, at Hitch Media. And uh, that's going to do it for us this week. So thank you one last time, Noel. I really appreciate your time and can't wait to do it again. Thank you, Steve. Okay, take care, everybody.
1: I just want to say one thing to my wife who's
0: home. Yo, Adrian, I did it! certainly got the idea. They feel free to
1: express love. It's worth all those awful frank discussions at the dining room table.
0: Hitched. Entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.